We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, Bill Pito brought it up at the start with a win. The Knicks are going to make it 24-17 and 17 at the halfway point on pace for 48 victories. Yeah. And the dominance over to the below 500 teams as well. 17-0. and 0. By the way, Randall with a 68-30 point game with the Knicks. Fifth most in team history, passing Willis Reed tonight. Uh, the captain... Ewing, Carmelo, Richie Guerin, Bernard King, and now Julius Randle, fifth on that list. Randle and Brunson hit the 30-point mark. And we had uh, Melo here tonight. All right. That felt good. Didn't that feel nice? We can, we can all settle down now. We can take a deep breath. We can, we can relax. We can just kind of have a nice, casual, leisurely. Hey, we beat the Rockets. Nice win against a nice, solid team. Uh, middle of January here. Two and two in our last four games. That doesn't sound that bad, considering Jalen Brunson didn't play in two of them. Um, what is it now? Six and two since the trade? Seven and two since the trade? Whatever it is. Pretty good. Um, you know, the house is not on fire. Always a plus. We don't need to permanently bench any of our players. Also a plus. Um, they needed one of these. I think I needed one of these. I think the fan base, is, fan base uh, needed one of these. Um, because let me, let me jump on because I see the issue. I think your, your mic isn't selected in StreamYard. Oh, okay. Is it really that's that? My, is that oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I hope can, could people not hear any of that. They could hear all of it. It just didn't sound as crisp. Now go ahead. Uh, am I back? There he is. Okay. Continue with your incredibly condescending pre a monologue, Jonathan. I think it should be more condescending. I don't know. Go right ahead. Can I go for it? Okay. No. Uh, Listen, it's it's a long season. That's the theme of this of this where we are at right now. It's a long season, and it's like they made the trade, and like things were great after the trade, and then things were things were not great. And my daughter's very excited. Yeah, I know. 
and then um and now and now things are and now and now things are back to normal as i may need andrew to hop up here for half a second hi everybody thanks for tuning in to the kfs post game show which is coinciding with bedtime tonight here at Knicks Film School. The Knicks got a big win, 109-94. to 94. As John I'm mentioned, back. a lot of people that were frustrating to watch on Monday were not as frustrating to watch, especially in the second half of this game, Josh. Which, I will, now, which I will now talk about. There you go. John, take it away. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a crazy night here in the Macri household. You, you, you don't want to know. Um, much as it has been in, in Nick's fan land here over uh, the last week, because like, as I was starting to say, like they were playing really well. And then all of a sudden the good kind of went bye-bye and it, it introduced a bad. I think with this trade, as we've talked about a lot over the last few weeks, um, there was always going to be ups and downs. There was always going to be um, a bit of an incomplete grade for as great as the early returns were. And that's really what had happened the early returns and how good they looked with the huge win against Philadelphia and some of the other blowout wins that they got against some bad teams. Let's call a spade a spade. I think they threw us off the scent a little bit and we kind of forgot that like, this is still a team that had a lot, not a lot, but had some, some issues and had some, and had some holes that they needed to fill. Did those holes get filled tonight? No. They didn't get filled tonight. Um, they still have a hole somewhere in the in the backup unit, and for that reason, um, this was a very very intense basketball game for a half. And I would even go so far as to say this was a very intense basketball game for really like three and a half quarters. Um, the final score obviously doesn't indicate it. The Knicks ended up winning by fifteen. They were up by I think they got up by twenty at some point in the fourth quarter or close to it. But like. As we have seen over the last three games or last two games without Brunson, like this offense is not always going to be firing on all cylinders until they make another trade to fortify this roster. There's been a lot of reporting in recent days about what that trade might be. Fred Katz had a bombshell uh, that dropped yesterday that has been the subject of most conversation. They are looking for another ball handler. They recognize they need another ball handler. And the reason for that is that when you have games in which, you know, Julius Randle is off like he was in the first half and Jalen Brunson, even if he's playing, is not, you know, otherworldly, it's going to kind of look like it did in the first half, which was a half that did not feature a whole lot of points. They scored 48 points in the first half. The reason why I think it still pays to be very excited about this team, even without the trade, is if they are healthy and if they are whole. And if everybody is playing more or less up to their capabilities or around their capabilities, as currently constituted, they could give us a second half of basketball like the one we just saw. And that was one of the better halves I think the Knicks have played all year, honestly. When you look at it from a defensive standpoint, they only gave up 48 points in the second half. Yes, the Rockets were not hitting anything for the entire game, but I thought the Knicks defense had a lot to do with that. I thought there was good individual defense across the board. I thought you saw OG Ananobi's individual defense tonight come um, forward in such a way that it like popped off the screen on a couple of key possessions. And just generally like these plus minus numbers are starting to add up. He was by far a team high plus minus for tonight. I think he ended up being a plus 20 plus 24 for the game. Um, 
Isaiah Harnstein making a guy uh, in Alperin Sinjun, who a lot of people think should be on the Western Conference All-Star team, look incredibly mortal with 18 points in 40 minutes. Took him 16 shots to get those 18 points. This guy's been tearing up the legal year. You know, people may not recognize it because he's kind of a new face, but this is as good a defensive job as you're ever going to see a center do on Sinjun. And then just up and down, like Van Fleet, yeah, he got a little bit, but 19 shots to get 24 points. So I thought the team defense for the Knicks was was exceptional tonight. Again, some really strong individual defensive performances. And that's probably still the story of the game is the defense. Um, but I want to get back to the offense because the offense is what has been giving people consternation um, over the last, you know, specifically over the last couple of games. And I, and I feel like we have to start with Josh Hart because that's been where all the conversation is over. Look, I opened the playback, which we did for our patrons and shout out to everybody who joined us and shout out to everybody who watched on YouTube with a question to DJ Zula, who joined us. And I was like, what grade would you give Josh Hart for the season? Not for the last week, for the season. And his answer was a C minus. And I was a little bit taken aback by that. Wow, C minus. That's, that's one above a D. That's, that's pretty freaking low. And he made the point that, like, we've seen good from Josh Hart, but it's been in flashes. That's all it's been. It's been flashes. It's been a stint here and a stint there. And when that's all you're getting from him, the negatives can start to outweigh the positives to such a degree where you really start to feel like, man, this guy is hurting us when he's out there. The reason I'm starting with Hart is you were reminded in that second half when he played a Josh Hart half, the dude ended up with 14 rebounds for the game, uh, 10 points, 14 rebounds. Like that's a Josh Hart stat line. And where he's flying around and he's coming in at five offensive rebounds. I, I think the entire Rockets team had six offensive rebounds. Josh Hart had five by himself, just snatching balls away from guys. Like that's what he's capable of. That's what he's done for his whole career. To, to, to say that he's had a, a poor first half of the season is very fair. To say that, like, this guy's part of the problem, we got to get him out of here, he should be benched, like, Tibbs is crazy for playing him so minutes. And look, this is one of the very divisive things about this coach, is he rides certain guys, his guys, the guys who play the brand of basketball that he likes, he will ride them through thick and thin. And if you're not one of his guys and you don't play the particular brand of basketball that he likes, well, then you might find your ass on the bench if you're not playing so well. So that's the dichotomy, you know, and and it has really been had a light shown on it um, over the course of the season as Hart has played, you know, maybe a little bit more than some people would like. But you have to give him this. When you continue to go back to a player and when you continue to believe in a player, as Tibbs does, um, I think it like you're, you're going to eventually, if the player is good and Josh Hart's good, you're going to get a game like this. Does it mean Josh Hart's going to play great for the rest of the season? No, not necessarily. Do I think this is maybe the sort of game that can spur him on to something better? Um, yes. Needs to take threes, needs to hit threes, took two tonight, missed both of them. Um, so that's still, you know, an issue. It's always going to be an issue with him. It's always going to be the first thing you look at. Is he taking threes? Is he making threes? But good, important step forward uh, for Josh Hart tonight to try to change 
some of the conversation surrounding him because it was getting really ugly and it was like festering and it, it bleeds into, you know, conversation about the coach and the conversation about the team at large. It just got really ugly. It's unnecessary because this team is good. They're, we're sitting here. They're 24 and 17, you know, um, not the only um, headliner tonight. In fact, I've buried the two headliners. First and foremost, that's the other thing about like going crazy over the last two games. You didn't have Jalen Brunson. Without Emmanuel quickly on this roster, and I started to talk about this, I, not the last post game because I didn't do it, but the, the one before that. How many players without now that Emmanuel quickly has gone are more important to their team than Jalen Brunson is to the Knicks? And I think I got to like five in the entire league. You know, reasonable minds may disagree. I think we're somewhere in that range. We're not more than 10. I can tell you that somewhere between five and 10. That's how important he is. And that's how much you cannot judge this basketball team by whatever they do and whoever is slumping and whoever is like, just not looking like themselves. You can't judge that in a game in which Jalen Brunson doesn't play. Doesn't mean they still don't need to address the additional playmaking need that they have because if Brunson gets hurt again, we're screwed. And then, you know, and it's like to everybody's like, well, it doesn't matter because if he's not there in the playoffs, none of this matters anyway. You got to get there first. Got to get to that first finish line before you can start talking about the playoffs. So Brunson reminded you how valuable he was tonight. Uh, ended up with 30 points on 21 shots. Utterly ridiculous shot making in the second half in which they rode him down the stretch. And again, the reason this is a 15 point win as opposed to, I don't know, a two point win or a three point win or maybe even a loss is because Brunson put the team on his back as he has done since he got here. So great to have him back. Almost as refreshing, maybe more refreshing, depending on your particular viewpoint to see Julius Randall come out in the second half and do what he did after what I thought was huh, a first half. That was, let's call it uneven. I thought the effort was there. I thought there were some nice plays, but it was more good than more, more bad than good. And he came out in the second half and wouldn't you know it, what spurred the turnaround comes out of the gate, hit some shots. Now, he did that in the last game as well, hit two three-pointers early on against Orlando, and it didn't translate tonight. It did. Is it a coincidence that Jalen Brunson was on the court tonight and Jalen Brunson was not on the court against Orlando? I think not. So um, really wonderful second half from him. Um, Talked about Brunson, talked about it. I know we talked about Hart. Talked about Hardenstein, right? The great individual defense from him tonight. And then after that, um, uh, you know, McBride, his first cold night shooting, didn't make a field goal. It's okay. Not the end of the world. It's going to happen. DiVincenzo and Grimes, neither of them shot particularly well tonight. Um, I want to give each of their props for different reasons, and then we'll we'll move on to uh, to the Super Chats. I'm sure we got a lot of excited people. DiVincenzo you were reminded in the beginning of the third quarter, especially when he's out there, it's just when he's out there flying around and the threat of his shooting, it makes such a difference. And I really do think, and that's why, and maybe we'll get some trade questions tonight. When we're talking about um, moves that this team could make and trades that they could make, the notion that they're going to bring in here to start for DiVincenzo and then slot DiVincenzo on the bench. I'm sorry. I just, I can't get behind it. This starting five, when they are together, I think this is the best starting five that they're going to have this year, regardless of any realistic trade that they can make. So, um, you know, I, I, I think 
And I think we were reminded that even though he had an off shooting night and uh, by the way, five assists and the Knicks as a team, um, 24 assists on 39 made field goals. So some nice passing tonight. And then Grimes, look, his, um, his name obviously was in the news. The, uh, the, the Fred Katz, uh, article, uh, in which he said that the, uh, Knicks are, are listening, right. Or fielding calls. On Quentin Grimes, you never know how a young player is going to come out and respond. I I know he shot two of eight. I know he was two of six from deep. I thought Quentin Grimes had a nice game, and he had a couple of misses there late. Otherwise, the stat line would have looked better. But like, ended up with eleven points. Got to the line. Uh, got fouled on a three. Got fouled another time. Hit all five of his free throws. That was refreshing. Um, I thought he came out and played like a guy who was not letting the noise bother him at the moment. And uh, had a really, really important drawn offensive foul in the second half of this game. Thought he played a nice, nice bunch of minutes in the second half. Still only 17 minutes, you know. But then again, DiVincenzo only played 19. It, it is so clear, you know, for better or worse, that Tibbs likes going in all in on the size now that he can. The fact that he could now play Josh Hart at the, at the two and really go big. And look, last thing I'll say I know it doesn't always look pretty. And again, when Hart's hesitating and OG's has moments where he's not fluid and Randall's doing Randall stuff and not the good Randall stuff, those jumbo lineups are can be rough. The defensive resume that this team is putting together fostered by obviously OG himself but OG slotting everybody else into place. And yes, that does include playing Josh Hart a little bit at the two. I think the, I, I'm not in love with it. I think it has some pluses. I think it has some minuses. I also think you, you cannot look at how they have been performing defensively and completely extract just how big they are on so many possessions after they give up 94 points to the Rockets tonight. I'm sure we don't have an updated uh, net rating uh, yet for this team since the trade. But it there, I mean, they're the best defense in the league since the trade. It's just a matter of like, is the margin between them and number two the same as the margin between number two and number 10? Is it the same as the margin between number two and number 15? It's like they are a dominant, dominant defense since this trade. And um, that's where I want to end because it really is where, where I started, where I ended, because I think it, it continues to be if this team does anything this year. They're gonna they're gonna need a little bit more offensive punch, but they're gonna they're gonna do it on the backs of the defense. I think that's it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, GMAC, anything before we get to uh, the rest of our show? No. In fact, we're going to start today with a bit of a test. Oh, we're going to see how well media training has, has worked. So I don't like this already. The first two super chats are pretty interesting. One okay. came at the end of the third quarter. Okay. So let's just read it and react. Danny Gardner, how many times is Hartford Twitch DD, Dante DiVincenzo, mm-hmm. have to stop all momentum before Tibbs will realize it doesn't work? Very, very frustrating. Should I respond to that or wait for the next one? Yeah, respond to that. I'm going to see your responses. My response is that it looks it could look really bad at times. Because DiVincenzo is such a clean fit offensively and the offense hums so well. And he's such a plus defensively, too, because off ball, getting in passing lanes, the whole thing. um, There is an element that he cannot bring that Hart brings because of all of the things that happened over the course of the rest of the game, starting in the third quarter, by the way. (laughs) You're not dumb, Danny. You're not dumb because you're just reacting to what you're seeing. And when Hart's when hearts not when it's not going well that's the key right if we want to nail it down when hearts not going well it stands out which is not to absolve him because that's part of his resume because if you are a player who whatever your deficits are like they stand out more when you're not going well that's you have to own that and we were talking about that throughout this game um it's a matter of how much do you want to stick with it and and how much do you want to go away from it when it's not going well as opposed to trusting he's going to get it back. He's going to get it back. He's going to get it back. Tonight, the equation worked in Tim's favor. It hasn't for much of this season. So we'll see what happens from here on in, but that would be my response. How was that, Andrew? For those listening, John didn't say that the second super chat came up, and Danny Gardner's whole comment was, "I'm dumb." I so said, "I'm," had, I'm but dumb. you said, "Like, no, you're not dumb, Danny." So uh, without actually reading, so those are the first two super chats. Um, the Josh Hart at the two minutes have been a point of consternation, as John mentioned over the last couple of days. I'm just here's the the tough part I'm having because I agree. The eye test says it's a clunky fit. A lot of the the buckets they were getting in the half court in that fourth quarter were just Jalen Brunson being awesome and hitting tough shots. So the spacing really is awful. But if you have incredible shot makers, it might not matter. Um, the part I'm having a tough time reconciling. Do you know what the the net rating is for that lineup since the trade? I mean, the last time I looked it up, it was like plus 20 something. So Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, OG Ananobi, Julius Randle, and Isaiah Hartenstein. Through today, and it, this is going to go up. How many Played. how many games does the trade, by the way? Today, this is nine. They're seven and two. This so, was nine games. So, yeah. Okay. They had played 60 possessions together since the trade. Okay. Plus 77.9. Yeah. I mean, it, but that, like, so the lineup is working. It's just looked really bad the last couple of days. And I think the bigger issue that led to the frustration on Monday and on Saturday was without Jalen Brunson. You need more shooting out there, which is where you pivot. Now, thank God we have Jalen Brunson, which is the thing we should say every night before we go to bed. Um, 
yeah, I, look, you need Brunson for for that to work. But I don't. I also don't think it all comes down to Jalen Brunson being a brilliant shot maker because you do have Hardenstein out there too, who's a big part of what they're able to do on both ends of the floor. I mean, I I really can't speak enough about his defense tonight on Senju, and that was not an easy matchup. And then I know we could forget when he has stretches like he's had the last week, but you also have Julius Randle out there. You know, and then when you have OG Ananobi, where the only thing he really needs to do on offense is space the floor and occasionally like cut and do some other stuff, all of a sudden, Hart, it's like, what do you want from that fifth spot? You want a connector. Ideally, would your connector be able to shoot? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. DiVincenzo was a connector. DiVincenzo could shoot. It really does coming come down to valuing the intangibles that Hart brings you and all of the little things in between. Um, Last thing, and then we'll move on. I think the reason why that number should be taken with many grains of salt is you know the the difference between hiding, not hiding, minimizing the negative impact of a player like Josh Hart, who, do, who certain things that just doesn't, doesn't bring to the table, is so much easier against shitty teams. And they've played some pity fucking teams since they made this trade. And so like, that's not even fair to run that line about against teams that don't know how to handle it. Understood. And it's why I said it's tough for me to reconcile. It's not working when it has worked so far. I personally think, I mean, look, the Grimes thing is just going to be a thing until he's traded. But um, uh, like DiVincenzo played 19 minutes tonight, didn't play a minute in the fourth quarter. They ran away with the game with this lineup. So you give it a pass, but this is not the first time this has happened. So I'm wondering wondering how, how much this happens, and it, it is something to file away for the playoffs, but this is not the night to talk about that, because they got the win, and it's Tibbs' birthday, and that's what we should forgot focus that. on. A good victory for the birthday boy. The, the interesting decision coming up, and I wonder if he's doing this now because he knows... It it may be his best option. It it hasn't stuck out yet. Playing Jalen Brunson and Dante DiVincenzo together against the two the only two teams that matter in the Eastern Conference for the foreseeable future. And if you want to throw if you want to throw in Philly, because Philly's not small either. We've talked about Philly's size. Those teams are all fucking huge. And they all match up hunt. And they all match up hunt really well. Um, in particular the Celtics and and the Bucks. And to have Brunson and DiVincenzo out there together. I think in a playoff series may get dicey, may get dicey when the game slows down on the whole thing. And DiVincenzo is not able to sneak into passing lanes and this and that doesn't mean you bench him, but like, I, I, I think there's a reason he's, he's going this way. And I think it's going to come in handy later. Reasonable minds may disagree on that, but that's kind of how I see it. The reason he's going this way is because of a personal philosophical preference. He prefers height, whether it's working size, or not. Size, size, size. OG Ananobi guards bigger than his. If he valued no, size, we'd see smaller lineups with your bigger players. Like we wouldn't be wasting our time with these questions. But it's two minutes specifically. It's size and not height. In this instance, Josh Hart's six four. Mm-hmm. I think Quentin Grimes is six four, isn't he? Or six five? Whatever. But that's my point. Is you yeah. have guys that it, like okay, fine. Height isn't the the bigger height isn't the correct word to use. Sizes, but the point I'm making yeah. is that that's what he prefers. It's why Emmanuel quickly's in Toronto right now. Exactly. Like, yeah. As a result, like I think you're sacrificing some things from these principles. It hasn't cost them yet. 
at least not when Jalen Brunson's on the floor, but I don't and, know. It's something to fire away. And history tells us you got you could have one guy on the floor, with with very few exceptions throughout the history of the league. You have one guy on the floor that you can hide. It when it comes down to nut nut cutting time. Um, two gets a, a little bit dicey when you and you deeper you get into these playoffs. Like who who did Denver have at the two last year? They KCP. That dude's freaking huge for a shooting guard. And when he wasn't out there, Bruce Brown was out there. Guess who could defend this position? You know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, again, he's an imperfect player, and he's it, he's an especially imperfect fit on a team that has the space and concerns the Knicks do, which is, I think, that's that was the should be the real genesis of the frustration is like it wouldn't stand out as much if it wasn't the Knicks, who, who for as great as they've shot the ball, are not a great sp- spaced team. Which is why, if you're so focused on who you're hiding on one end of the floor, it's much easier a concession if you have a better three-point shooter out there. So Absolutely. you're not so yeah. focused, especially when OG Ananobi can be your Darrell Revis and play free safety. And cover up from a lot of people's mistakes. And Devin Tenzo is outstanding off the ball, so I'm not sure you need to hide him on anybody. Well, I, again, in a playoff series where you're playing these mammoth teams. I'm focused on the offensive side of the ball, so we're not trying to hold guys to team to to a certain numbers of point, a certain number of points. I'm trying to outscore the other team with my shooting, and that's, and that's the balance, and that's the balance, and that's the decision that Tibbs ultimately has to make. And at the at, at the end of the day, if Josh Hart's going to be hesitant from deep, and he's not going to take threes, he's not going to make threes. I I could your the your side of the argument wins. There's there's no question because you cannot. For as great as the defense might be, you cannot run a functional offense if he's not going to shoot it and if he's not going to make enough shots. And that was the difference last year. When he came here, what did he do? Shot it. He made it. A, a lot of those shots. Mm-hmm. And then the playoffs, what happened? Sorry. The away. Miami series. We need to be... I, I know this has come up a ton. It's the Miami it's series. series. Josh, Josh Hart shot 50% in the Cavs series, hit the biggest three of the series. Like This is where I'll go over to your side that it wasn't the entire playoffs. It was yeah, the it was Miami really- series. And it's because Spoh's a genius. And for some reason, every time when, when coaches play him, they just they do I, things that don't help them win. I, I have to think it was a bit of a shock to the system that Josh Hart coming off of the last 20 some odd games he had in New York and coming off of the series he had against the Cavs. I don't know if it was the first possession, but I, I bet if we go back and watch the tape, the very first possession, he had the ball behind the line. Whoever the fuck was supposed to be guarding was in the paint. Can you imagine the shock to the system? And he probably didn't handle it very well. Clearly didn't have based off of how he <laughs> shot in that series, John. Yeah. All right. We've talked about Josh hard enough and other people want to talk about it. It is something to monitor going forward. And hopefully it's after a bunch more wins. Yep. That'd be nice. Um, thanks for that. Andrew. That was good. It was, uh, I'm happy we did that. Okay. Jessica, what's going on? Jessica was on, on fire in the, uh, in the watch along tonight. You in danger, Mr. Gangbanger. It ain't cool to take candy from a stranger, which drive-bys, it took time to catch you, but now I got to wet you. Ice Bronson. Um, presented without comment? I think let's go with presented without comment. That was fantastic. Thank you, Jessica, for starting us off correctly. Um, Kevin Danishevsky. Danny, I had the same inclination tonight. Ha. JB is an MVP candidate as shown by the last two games. OG had an unreal game tonight. Looks great. Bring on IQ and RJ. Oh, boy. I don't know about that. Those guys are balling up in Toronto. 
Um, I know RJ had the one off game. They decimated, decimated the Heat tonight. They did, neither of them ended up with like incredible final numbers. I think RJ scored a few more points, quickly had a bunch of assists. Um, but like put a hurt on the Heat. They, they, give and and that by the way, like that Toronto team obviously didn't have Siakam tonight because they traded him away. And for them to come out and do what they did, do what they did against Miami. I'm not sure that team has any plans on going away. Like, you want to talk about a team that is going to be motivated to come into Madison Square Garden and perform? We got to get to uh, Washington first. So one, one, one game at a time, Kevin. Jessica with another one. I love Julius Randle, flaws and all. Glad he's on our team. Me and Sixto are the two-person hive. It's a good hive, man. It's a good hive, Jessica. I, I love it. Hashtag Dirty 30. Hashtag Ride with Randall. Hashtag Sixto was right all along. Um, I wonder, so there's, so a couple things. One, I think for towards Kevin's point a moment ago, I think tonight probably solid. Well, if it doesn't solidify, I don't know about solidify, but like after Brunson wasn't here for the last two games and comes back and he does what he does in the second half tonight, if any coach in the league was paying attention and had even the slightest bit of doubt about whether Jalen Brunson's an all-star like tonight answered that. I wonder how much Randall's all-star case is going to be hurt by the fact that he has been a little bit more uneven. Um, I mean, really maybe kind of since the new year, he's had some nice moments in there. Obviously second half tonight was great. I wonder, I, I, I don't think he's a lock. I think Brunson's, pr- I mean, I, I do think Brunson's a lock actually. Randall, I don't know if I'd put it a little above 50-50. I don't know if I'd put it a little below 50-50. He pl- I mean, the, the, honestly, he's be- the best part of his case, he plays every game. And he plays a f- shit ton of minutes. So I, I think we got a shot. I, I think it might come down to where the team is. Um, where the team is g- going into the all-star or when, whenever like the final voting like happens or whatever uh, right now, the Knicks are fifth, a game behind the Cavs who, my goodness, the job that they've done since all their injuries, incredible, incredible job. Uh, and they're tied with the heat. So fifth, sixth tied Miami and, and New York Pacers half a game back. They obviously you're getting Siakam and then thank goodness the magic lost tonight. They're two games back now of the Knicks. So, um, I feel like if the Knicks are right in this spot, better chance. If they fall down to seven, God forbid, eight in the next 10 games, I, I hope, I, boy, do I hope that's not the case because then we're going to have other problems to deal with other than Julius Randle not making the All Star team. But that would be a little dicier. Thanks, Jessica. Mythic Monty, I get rebounds that break teams. Josh Effin Hart. And that's that's why you play him. That's why you play him. Because he does. That's I mean, you, you cannot put a price tag. Like there those are invaluable plays to your to your to your team. Um and to momentum in a game. Can't teach it. He's a pain in the ass to play against. And like it's I that's why it's kind of ironic. 
that he had the poor series he did against Miami and he caught a lot of the blame for their loss against Miami. And then who wound up falling in love with Josh Hart this summer? Eric Spolestra. You know, when he coached him for Team USA. Like, that's why. The funny thing is, it's it's not a Tibbs thing. Go look at Josh Hart's minutes throughout his career. He'd get traded tomorrow. Doesn't matter to the team in the league. I guarantee you, whatever team he gets traded to, that coach would be playing him 25, 30 minutes a night. Now, coming down to it, 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 it is it the, the proper minutes allotment? I think Benji had the tweet of the year two nights ago when he's like, "It's this isn't a big deal. It's about going from like 25 to 30 minutes to 20 to 25 minutes. So we're talking about here. We're talking about five minutes. Well, five minutes. Two minutes a half. You know? It, and that's really what it comes down to. But yeah, when he's out there and he's going right, he could break a team. Russ Guberman, what's going on, Russ? Hey, John, the eye bleach evoking lineup of Deuce, Grimes, Hart, OG, Precious actually is palatable with I Hart at center. Let the man Jokic with the bench guys. Makes all the difference in the world. Um, Andrew's correcting my pr- pronunciation. It's Spolstra. That's how I say it. Spolstra. I, I mispronounced before. Um, so, yes, I Hart does make a big difference. Um, I don't know if he makes enough of a difference to make that lineup tenable. What I have found interesting, or what I found interesting tonight at least, is for a while after the trade, Tibbs, and I I don't, I frankly don't remember if this happened in the Dallas game. I should have noted. I'll go back and I'll take a look. Initially, after after the trade, Tibbs was going with one of Brunson or Randall on the floor at all times. And he was doing some like wild staggers that we really hadn't seen all year or really since honestly, since he's been coach to make sure that one of those guys on the floor at all times. Well, tonight you got with Brunson healthy and Randall healthy. You got minutes without either of those guys. And I wonder after what what Tibbs saw in the Randall only minutes. I wonder if he has seen enough where he's like, you know what? This ain't working out all that much better than if I if I like don't have Randall out there. So let me just maximize my time with Julius and Jalen together. And which he did tonight. And those those guys ended up playing great together. And then since it's it sucks anyway, <laughs> let me try to patch it together. But as you make the good point, Russ, tonight it was a little bit more Hardenstein there. So that's that's a different sort of stagger. Now it's not the ISO feed me the ball and let me do everything stat like thing with, with Randall. I would argue it's more effective with Hardenstein out there, essentially kind of sort of running the offense with OG and Hart and Grimes and Deuce. Still a little light on spacing. Um, obviously, a light light on penetration, and you know, which makes life tougher. But positive sign. Um, still think we're still think there's going to be a trade. Thanks, Russ. <clears throat> Jamie or Jaime Nucho. Also. I don't know what the also is because I don't think we got another comment from you. I can't stand all the Randall hate. We know what he is, but he is continuing to make better decisions. Wouldn't win the game without him. 
part of why I was praising Jessica uh, during the the playback watch alone tonight for being captain of the Randall Hive. He's so he is the definition of an imperfect star. You can't be more imperfect than him. Because what is an imperfection? Is imper- an imperfection is a flaw, and it doesn't matter if you're talking about a basketball player, a, a car, a, a freaking water bottle, you know, a picture frame, anything. Flaws are defined by how much they stand out. And I've said this before: I don't think anyone's any star in the league, with maybe a few exceptions. I don't know that their flaws stand out as much as Julius Randle. The reason why I feel bad for the guy is that the the attention, because there's more Knicks fans all over the world than any other basketball team. A lot of fan, a lot of teams in the league, most teams in the league, people don't give a shit about in most of the world. Just to say nothing of this country and like outside of their own city. So when you get, and I'm, I'm not, I, I want to be very clear about it. I'm not killing anybody for putting out any clips or anything. Like, th- that's what you're, that's what it's like. More information is better, right? More information is better. Let's see the thing that happened. Okay. Let's all be on the same page. It's good to see the thing that happened. But with the Knicks and with the amount of attention and with the amount of conversation, when you get the bad, when, when the bad Randall stuff, when it really, when he's having a, a run that's not good, and by God, it has not been good recently. <laughs> it is an exponential level of like hate, and when you factor in some of the stuff from recent years, it gets it gets to a place because what are we talking about here, right? We're talking about it's three games, right? And it get it gets to this like nasty, ugly, like. What the, you know, it's it's just it's not it's not nice. And I'm not saying, listen, me, 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 least of all, should not be talking about pop calling the kettle black about like, oh, we all we always have to be nice to basketball. No, come on, God knows I've violated that rule many a time. Um, and yet I have a soft spot for him because I do think it goes over the top. Um. And uh, yeah, he's a really good basketball player, and he he reminded you tonight in the second half why he's really good. Um, and here's another one from Jaime. Impressed by the Rockets' defense. If they were hitting threes, the game might have looked different. Completely agree. We, the Knicks benefited a lot from some bricky Rocket shooting. Then again, the Knicks were pretty bricky for a half. Uh, but the team effort for the Knicks. Uh, woke up after sleeping the past few games. Welcome back, Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson is him a couple things one it's the memphis game you know what made me feel a lot better about the memphis game is the memphis game that they played against the warriors which was uh, i forget if it was last night or the night before when memphis put a hurting on a golden state team that you want to talk about a team that's desperate for wins right now and that game was not competitive by down the stretch. So uh, that Memphis team maybe has a little bit more dog in them than we gave them credit for when that game was was very close. What did they do? They came out with a fairly unserious effort in Dallas. Unserious effort in Memphis. And then 
the Orlando game, I I thought, I mean, I thought the effort was there. I thought, honestly, for the personnel that they had in the game, I thought the execution was good good enough until until it mattered most. Last uh, last seven minutes of the fourth quarter, and then it picked the wrong time because you didn't have your closer, and uh, that was unfortunate. But like. I, I think I, I was never really worried about this team, like not not being able to find the gas pedal. I thought, but you know, and it came around tonight for sure, big big time halftime. Haitian Ferg, my buddy, Haitian Ferg, how are you? Uh, Julius Randle needs JB. Period. That's as usual. You're getting right to the point. It's a different player when Brunson's out there a lot of the time. Coincidence? No, I don't think so. JB makes life easy for everyone involved. Yes. Solid defense tonight. Completely agree. Josh Hart held it down and OG balled out. Happy birthday, Tibbs. We won just the way he likes it. Miserable. <laughs> uh, yes. Let's go next. Um, yeah. Happy birthday, Tom. Uh, I forget. I just looked this up the other day. If he, I think he's the second oldest coach in the league. After uh, double check me on that, Andrew. After Pop, I think he's the second oldest. I I forget if Carlisle, Carlisle's right there, but I think Tibbs is older than Carlisle. Um, but yeah, it's been around a while. Bit of a dinosaur. I'm sure he's happy tonight. I'm sure he's happy to get the win. Um, already thinking about Washington. Don't take don't take the Wizards for granted. The uh, how many wins do they have? I know they they beat the Hawks. Uh, they do not have another win since they beat the Hawks. So. Please, please beat Washington, especially since I think uh, Daniel Gafford is going to be out for that game. And like, I don't know, I guess Marvin Bagley is going to play at center for Washington tomorrow. I'll fight somebody if they lose to Washington tomorrow. That this is an unacceptable <laughs> loss at this point. Here's their, depth chart. The Here's their depth chart right now at center. Marvin Bagley, the third, because Gafford's out. Someone called Anthony Gill. I actually know who it, I like. I know of Anthony Gill. I've heard the name. If he walked in my office right now, I wouldn't be able to tell you who he is. Uh huh. And then their fourth string center is Kyle Kuzma. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's it's an unacceptable loss. And Benji will be on the post game to talk about talk all about it if it happens. Oh, um, I'm not doing post game tomorrow. You know this. I forgot. It's back to back. I thank you. Unlike. Tom Thibodeau, we believe in load management here at Knicks Film. There's no science that proves that. There is in postgame while you have like a whole family and another job. Okay. Do you want to guess who the other two and three NBA head coaches that are at least 60? I, I know. You said I look, one in Pop. Pop, Carlisle. Mm-hmm. There's one more. I looked this up the other freaking day. Oh, uh, Tibbs' buddy, Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford in... Uh, Steve Clifford in um why am I blanking on where they play Charlotte Charlotte yes what I don't Next. know off the top of my head is Dagnall the youngest the youngest coach in the NBA or is it the no. or is it the Utah coach it's a tie I don't know whose birthday is first but it's the Utah coach Will Hardy Will Hardy. and the Boston head coach oh my god Joe Mazzula is thirty four years old then it's Dagnall then it's Taylor Jenkins at thirty eight. Jenkins, yeah, I would have guessed Jenkins is in his 40s. Those are the only ones in their 30s. I'm older than Will Hardy. Oh, that sucks for you. <laughs> You're older <laughs> than all five at the bottom, John. You could go fuck right off. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> Don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. Come on. You know how this game is played. 
<laughs> oh god let's go to the next super chat I, I think about how old I am that I need fucking rest days from talking into a microphone Jesus Christ someone just shoot me Dom Cappuccini outstanding win yes it was it's great to see how good they can be when the gang is together and clicking I completely agree just amplify the bench with one more trade and I'm telling you look out yeah I, I, f- I feel bad because like and I went through it in the newsletter today. Shout out to all my uh, Knicks Film School newsletter subscribers. Uh, like, it doesn't make any sense to make a trade for someone if you're not going to trade Quinn Grimes. Because, like, is there a world where you trade for someone and they take Deuce's minutes? Sure. And that's it. If you're trading for someone that's like good enough to help your team. The 10 to 12 minutes a game that Deuce McBride plays, if they're good enough to really help your team, they're not. That's that's not enough time for whoever you're you're trading for. So, didn't and you can't trade Deuce because you just signed to a contract extension. Not that I want to trade Deuce. I don't. I don't want to trade Deuce. To be very clear, and I think Deuce has deserved, uh, even though he didn't shoot well tonight. I think Deuce deserves to continue to play. Um. They're not trading anybody else in the rotation. So, like, if you trade for someone, the minutes need to come from somewhere because there's arguably a minutes crunch right now. So, to like trade for someone and then, like, it, it just from an asset management perspective, it makes a lot more sense to use Grimes as the asset as opposed to now, as DJ, who did a great job on the watch along tonight, tweeted as soon as the report came out, like, Quentin Grimes is not a player you throw around in a trade. Like you better get real value for that dude. And then it gets into some dicey issues, which again, I wrote about today. So feel free to go read that for more of my thoughts on that. But like, you got to get a player who's good enough where it's like, we're trading this guy, this guy better, whoever we're trading for better come in and be an impact player. Like, I'm not, I was going to say better than Josh Hart last year. Josh Hart was insane when he came here last year, but like a better player, arguably, than Josh Hart in terms of like the impact that they can make, especially on the offensive end of the floor, because that's why they're making the trade. Um, but at the same time, it like can't be a player who needs to play too much. Can't be a player who needs to start because you don't want to upset the apple cart too much because you don't have that many minutes to go around. So it's it's a tough needle to thread, and I'll be curious to see uh, who they try to thread it with. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.